Well, hey, friend. Thank you so much for joining us once again here on the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast. Today on the program, we are transitioning into Nehemiah chapter number six. We are moving right along. We've covered over half a chapter this week, and we're going to continue on by God's grace. We're going to get deep into Nehemiah chapter six today and tomorrow and Friday. Hope you've enjoyed this study. I know it's been a blessing to me. The application point, I'll tell you right out of the gate, we're going to talk about priorities today. You know as well as I do that having the right priorities, having your list of priorities, making sure they're in the right order, that is incredibly important. And we're going to look at from Nehemiah's perspective, Nehemiah chapter 6 verses 1 through 3. We'll look there in just a moment. Speaking of priorities, we are currently working on a building project here at Bible Tracks Incorporated in Odell, Illinois. The new building for Bible Tracks Incorporated is being worked on. What are they working on today, though? Well, they are putting in a new shower. We're adding a shower. I should say adding because there never was one. So we're going from zero showers to at least one shower. You say, why do you need a shower? Well, when you're working, you are liable to get dirty. So, keeping our priorities straight, the opportunity to have a workable shower facility in that building will make things much easier when cleanup time happens. You never know when you might end up covered in grease or have sawdust caked to your sweaty head and all these different types of things. So pray for us as we are working on this project and the workmen are working on this shower right now. We'll continue to bring you updates about the building project as we continue on. If you have questions about it, I'd love to hear from you. You can actually contact me. Say, why are you moving? Is this going to change anything about Bible tracks? Do you need help? Is there anything that we can do to to be a help for this project? Well, I would love to talk to you about all of that. One of the best ways to contact me is to text me directly. I'll give you that number in just a moment. Now, realize there's a myriad of ways to get in contact with us. You can wait until the end of the program when the announcer comes on. He'll give you our email address, our physical address, phone number, all of those things. But if you'd like to text me directly, here's a phone number for you. 309-316-7240. A normal 10-digit phone number. You can text me, uh, text me your question, text me something about the radio program, ask me how to get gospel tracks, ask me for a link to our website, BibleTracksInc.org, any of those things. Let me give you that number one more time. 309 316 Four zero would absolutely love to hear from you. Now on the program today, we're going to talk about priorities, but one of our greatest priorities is seeing people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Recently, we got a letter in the mail and inside was a signed gospel tract indicating that someone had received Christ as their savior. They put their address information down there and here's what they put a little note down below. They said this, Thank you so much. I can't wait to learn more about the Lord. What a great priority for a new convert, for a new part of the family of God. And to that lady who accepted Christ as her Savior very recently, I congratulate you. I say welcome in, and I'm so thankful so early on, you've got your priorities straight. Not only was she kind enough to say thank you to our ministry, but to say 
I can't wait to learn more about God. And so on that note, we're going to be sending her discipleship material as we do with any new salvation or anyone that asks for it. We send discipleship information. We we send some things to be aware of, to, to be knowledgeable of. We, we give them contact information for good local churches in their area. We do everything we can for their new life in Christ to be as successful as humanly possible. And that's one of our priorities. Now, Nehemiah chapter 6, verse number 1 through 3 says this, Now it came to pass when Sanballat, ooh, that's a bad guy. Remember him from previously in Nehemiah? Sanballat and who? His sidekick, Tobiah. And Geshem, the Arabian, this is one of their sidekicks as well, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall. The work had been just about completed and that there was no breach left therein, meaning the wall was basically completely done. The only thing that wasn't done yet, Nehemiah tells us, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. But a wall, even without doors, a wall is much more easily defensible than just a broken down pile of rubble. And so I'm sure Nehemiah is feeling pretty good about this, but Sam Ballot and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian, they weren't very happy. Verse number two, that Samballot and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. Now, let's pause here for just a moment. Remember that Samballot and Tobiah and Geshem, these folks have been enemies of the work of God, of the work of the building of the walls the entire time the work has been going on. And Nehemiah sees right through this ploy, this trickery, and he says at the tail end of verse number two, but they thought to do me mischief. They were trying to lure Nehemiah out from behind the walls, away from the work, and they were going to try to kill him, try to kidnap him, try to convince him, try to extort him, try to twist his arm into stopping the work. But Nehemiah says, they thought to do me mischief. I knew something was up here. Verse number three. And I sent messengers unto them saying, this is a phenomenal quote, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Now, of course, Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian, we know that these guys were bad news. But can I tell you in your life, as you are led by God to do his work, it's not always going to be your enemies that try to dissuade you from the proper priorities. Sometimes it could be that family and friends are those that try to keep you back from doing what you know you should be doing for God. What is required of us in a circumstance like that? When we're in a circumstance where we know what we're supposed to be doing, we know what's right, we know where our priorities are, and somebody, I don't care who it is, enemy, foe, a friend, it doesn't matter, and someone tries to keep us from doing that which is right, what should we do? We've got to keep our priorities straight. You realize here that Nehemiah could have easily said, well, maybe these guys want to be friends. 
maybe finally these guys are coming around to our way of thinking. Maybe, just maybe, they, they actually do want to worship the Lord together. Maybe I should pause the work and go see what they want. Can I tell you, when you pause the work, oftentimes you never restart the work. You've got to be very careful about rearranging your God-given priorities on behalf of other people. Now, I'm not saying forget about people. I'm not saying ignore people. The ministry is people. We ship out gospel tracts from Bible Tracts Incorporated for the sake of reaching people. But can I tell you, if our priorities get out of whack, then our ministry, our entire work is liable to come down around our ears. Let me give you a real example. Now, I hope that you attend a good local church near you. If you do not, let me encourage you to find a good Bible-believing church. If you say, I don't know what to find, you could contact me. I think I gave you a text number not long ago. I'll give it to you one more time. You can text me, and I'll help you find one. I would love to help you find a good local church. 309-316-7240. Text me. I'd love to help you find one. But let me give you a real illustration from my own life, from my own childhood. You see, my family had priorities when it came to church. Sunday morning, the churches that we would go to, the churches that I attend even to this day, very normally have a service on Sunday morning, a service on Sunday evening in the afternoon or evening, and then a service on Wednesday night. There will often be some other activities or maybe an outreach, a visitation time, a what we call maybe a soul-winning time, a time to take gospel tracts into our community, things of that nature, maybe on a Thursday night or on a Saturday. Can I tell you, if the doors were open at our church, we went to church. Rain, snow, sleet, hail, heat, you name it, we were at church. That's what my dad's priority was. And there was no bending that priority. Can I tell you, when we had family come into town, even family that was not a Bible-believing family, family that could care less for the things of God, maybe they were coming in for a special holiday or to visit. We did not uh, ostracize ourselves. We did not alienate ourselves from our family. I still have a phenomenal relationship with family, even that does not attend church But can I tell you, if family came into town and they wanted to say, hey, let's schedule something fun. Let's go to the zoo. Let's let's do some sightseeing in this area on a Sunday. My dad would say very kindly, but firmly, "I'm, I'm sorry, no, Sunday is not going to work because we go to church on Sunday. Maybe Saturday afternoon would be better. Maybe another evening of the week would be okay. Well, how about, how about Wednesday night? No, no, no. We go to church on Wednesday night. You see, one of the reasons, truthfully, I believe I personally am in the position I now am in is because I was taught from almost birth to understand biblical priorities. At the top of your list, the pinnacle of the pyramid of everything that you do, God should be number one. Nehemiah, he realized that the opportunity, so-called, to fellowship with these folks, Samballat and Tobiah and Geshem, all of these folks, that paled in comparison to the importance of the work that he was doing. Let me read verse number three for you again. And I, Nehemiah says, and I sent messengers unto them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Let me ask you, friend, 
are you doing a great work or are you just, to use a little bit of a blunt word, are you just putzing along through life? Are you just drifting along, floating along, not really doing anything of substance? I hope that's not the case. But if it is, would you get involved in the great work of bringing God glory, of the ministry of God Almighty? That's what Nehemiah was doing, and it kept him away from a dangerous circumstance. If Nehemiah had been sitting there twiddling his thumbs doing nothing, he would have been much more prone to walk into a bad situation. Working for God will keep you away from bad friends. Let's keep our priorities straight. Tomorrow, we're going to continue on with Nehemiah chapter number six, and we're going to learn a lesson about not backing down from that which is right. Thanks for listening today. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.